All right, welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing. Um, I am super excited about the podcast we're talking about today. Um, this is going to be a little bit stepping back into some of the fundamentals. Um, I'm just I'm just a huge believer in, and sometimes you have to have the right pieces in place <clears throat> emotionally to be able to make things work in the physical world. Um, so jumping ahead here. So I, I, going back to kind of a story, I was talking to a friend, um, or actually someone I, I mean, I'd met him years ago and I was just kind of reconnecting who owns a nonprofit. Um, and when we were talking, um, I said, so tell me about your staffing and how does all this work and kind of give me the rundown on what you're doing internally. And she said, you know, well, we have, we have three volunteers currently and, um, we just volunteer all our time. We don't, we don't want to take a pay cut cause we just don't feel like that's right. And we just want to keep, you know, so we, we volunteer our time and, and, and she said, you know, I, I, I work part time as well to kind of help fund things. And, um, every time I'd ask her questions, like, have you done this? Like, oh yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I just can't spend the money that we've gotten on that because that just, yeah, I just need to make sure I put the money right to where it's supposed to go. Um, and the whole time we were talking, I just was like, this is kind of interesting. And I even told her at the end, I said, you know, you need to do what you feel is right. But let me give you my, my two cents here. You need to, you need to be okay. One, taking, taking a paycheck eventually. She's like, well, no, because like, that's, that's like against thing. I'm like, no, no, because what, what is the mission? What is the overarching mission? What are you trying to accomplish? You are trying to help as many people as you possibly can. It's it goes back to the to the axe the axe concept I, I believe I talked about before that you have to have you need to sharpen the axe first before you can um, before you can you don't just you don't want to go chopping out trees with a dull axe you are much more effective and you can do much more good if you yourself are in the are in a very good emotional state you are far more effective and so being able to meet your needs. And provide for yourself and not being stressed out trying to work 18 hours a day and then doing it as a side project. I'm like, you're, you're doing much more. It's, it's, also, it's based on what we call a scarcity mentality and abundance mentality. And, and probably many of you are familiar with this, but I want to kind of dive into this because this is so critical to all wealth building. And it is no different for nonprofits in my mind. Um, a scarcity mindset is the belief that the world is kind of like a big, a big pie. And if you take a bigger cut, someone else is taking a smaller cut. And it's it's completely fundamentally flawed. Money is is more like air. And this is the abundance mentality. Money, that money is like air. You breathe it in, you breathe it out. It's just there. If you hold your breath, no, you're not going to get any air. And and the people with a very strong abundance mentality look at others and say, man, just stop holding your breath. Just breathe it in. Money's out there. Just go and pick it up. Um, and simple thing that's simple thing that's oh like that that's totally delusional that's not realistic but hey I'm not the one that said it just all my wealthy friends do <laughs> you know what I mean like it's it's a very real thing that once you start to shift your mindset you'll find that money just shows up easier and easier once all, all, it's just all in your head and it's the belief that we think that money is bad that the root of money's uh, that, that money's the root of all evil and I I see some validity in that that yes the love of money the or the obsession with money or greed. I don't think it's the root of all evil, but I think it's the root of definitely a good chunk of it. But I'd also say the lack of money could be the root of all evil. That's Robert Kiyosaki that talks about that. He said, I think it's the lack of money. 
my opinion is probably both, but you look at both ends of it. I mean, the, the point is that money is good. It's great. And it's good to make money. It's good to like, it's good to have nice things. I mean, and if we want to get the whole, like the whole moral thing, I, yes, I do think there's risks with getting materialistic and I believe it can hurt you. And that's, not, I don't, that's not the way that I choose to live my life. I don't like to have just everything that I, every kind of material thing that I want, but it is, it is good to take a paycheck. It is good to make money. It is, it's, that's part of like your, your impact and your ability to really impact the world is full time doing something that others don't have the time to do. They're working their jobs. They don't have time to go fly to Africa and go and, 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 and help these youth, but you can. And it's, it's just like all business. I mean, that's all business is, is that everyone kind of does, everyone picks a specialty really. Um, you know, we talk a lot about like, if you're even building a business, like, oh, I need to go hire, like, I need to go become like a logo specialist so I can go build my own logo. Why would you do that? Why would you go spend all those hours learning how to do something that you can hire someone for a hundred bucks to do? You know what I mean? Like it's that same concept. We all kind of, we all pick our, our role and we, and we do well in that. They don't have time to give full time, but what they can do is provide for you to go out and do that. This is kind of, this is just my opinion. So I think it is very much okay that you try to get very quickly to a point where you can do this full time. So that way you can be even more engaged in helping more people because there's oodles of money out there. The belief that there's only so much donations that can come in is, is totally false. Just kind of embrace that, you know what? There is oodles out there. There's more than enough. And and money will just flow into this into this nonprofit. Um, now, I don't, I'm not saying that you go and be in any way immoral or dishonest. You do put your mission first. I do think that's really important. But look at it this way, that the best way to really help people sometimes is also to help yourself. Um, it's, it's a lot like, um, there's a lot of people, if you talk about loving, right? People say, well, you can't really give what you don't have. And I think that's very true. Sometimes it's very hard to give love when you don't love yourself. And by a similar token, if you don't take care of yourself, your ability to give and to bless others will be greatly limited. So, um, some of the mindset things that I've noticed is that very often people feel guilty, um, and they feel wrong. They feel like somehow that they are, it's, it's a corrupt thing to have a lot of wealth. I would highly recommend that you look at your relationship with money. If, especially if you're starting off and you're finding that things are difficult going, look at really deeply analyze your relationship with money and ask yourself some really hard questions like, do I feel guilty if I have money? Or if I take more than exactly what I need to survive barely? If you feel any of those things, you need to really start analyzing that because you're creating really probably a pretty toxic energy inside the organization. If instead it's like, no, like I feel completely fine because the more money that I have, the more I'm able to give. And, and for me, I'm just a conduit. Money flows in one hand, out the other. I just, I just give constantly and I receive constantly and that's okay. That kind of mindset I think is, is, is more of a healthy thing. So try to, I'd see, I'd say that you probably want to try to get inside your own mind be very introspective and ask yourself some of those hard questions on what's going on inside my own head. Um, other things that I think are very important, and this is kind of going back to fundamentals, is this emotional health. Um, I am a huge believer in morning and evening systems. For me, um, and everyone, you'll hear some really different opinions on, on all of this. I think there's also an obsession culture on morning systems that people feel like it's it's a religion, and it's not. 
Um, for me, my most important system is my evening system. I have spent years and years and years testing and narrowing down and refining my evening system to where I feel like I've got a pretty good one right now and it's going to change probably here in at least the next six months. It'll, it'll shift again. A lot of it is very geographical as well. Every time I move to a new place, it changes because of my needs. Um, but vaguely speaking, I believe that how you go to bed is how you wake up and how you wake up is pretty much how your day goes. Um, yes, you can change. Again, it's, we talk a lot about getting out of downward spirals, but a lot of what will start those downward spirals is having uh, essentially like not having those those certain things in place. So here's here's very quickly and very briefly what I do, and I hope this gives you some ideas um, on things to incorporate into your daily life that will really help you in in your day to day interactions and decisions you make and how you kind of live live out. So um, first thing I do. I go and I brush my teeth. Um, and then right after that, I go and journal. So, um, uh, one more thing actually to note. Before I brush my teeth, if, if I'm not working out, if, if I'm not planning on working out the next morning, so if I'm on vacation or if I'm away from a gym or in a place where it's going to be like more difficult to go for a long run or whatever, um, I will often work out at night. Um, and I literally, this is this is exactly what I do. And people think like people don't believe me when I tell them this, but this is literally what I do, and I keep in pretty shape, pretty good shape doing it. I do an extremely, extremely high intensity two minute thing. That's it, two minutes. Because often when we have like, especially when we're vacation and things, there's a lot of excuses like, ah, oh, I can't work out because it's just I'm too busy. Like I can't, I can't afford thirty minutes or an hour or two hours or whatever it is. Anybody has two minutes, no matter where I am or what I'm doing. I have two minutes. Um, for me, I do burpees, I do V-ups, I do jump squats um, for pretty much two minutes straight. I kind of, based on where I'm at, if I'm in a hotel, I can't do um, burpees usually or jump squats because I'll wake up people underneath me. So I kind of figure out what's a, what's a routine that I can do where I'm at. Um, and then I go and I create it and I kind of say, okay, I'm going to do 20 of these, followed by 20 of these, and I go back to back for two minutes straight. I just go as hard as I can. Um, and shift these exercises and just do it like as, as intensely as possible. And by the end, I'm just huffing and puffing. I have a little bit of a sweat going. Um, go brush my teeth as I'm kind of cooling down, and then I journal. After I journal, I will go and read my mission statement, at least like one chunk of it. I kind of rotate every day into a different piece of mission statement that I like to read. Um, and so I'll just go read like one little section of that. I'll really think about it. I'll kind of ponder on it, ask myself if I'm living that. I'll ask myself if my day reflected that mission statement. And this one is so, so important for me because it really keeps me on track and helps me to not get sidetracked by, by the wrong things. I'm just reading that every day and saying, okay, like this is, this is what I believe. Like, and did my actions today really show that I believe this and am I on track with where I'm going to end up? Um, immediately after that, I go and I will actually usually go and read for like 10 minutes. Um, kind of sit in bed, I'll read a book that inspires me or fascinates me or something that totally kind of helps me unwind, but in a healthy way. Um, I know a lot of people actually, they'll, they'll watch comedy movies, they'll watch, you know, some, some TV series or something to help them unwind. For me, I just like to read a book. It's just something that's, that's a fascinating topic. Um, lately I've been reading books on marriage just very fascinated by like what causes divorce, what creates successful marriages and why. 
and the psychology behind all of that. Um, and so that's, that kind of helps me unwind a little bit and just think about something different other than business and, and everything else. So, um, immediately after that, the last thing I do, well, the second to last thing I do is I, um, I will either pray or meditate, um, just focusing on gratitude. That's it. I just think about everything I'm grateful for. I really try to ask myself, like, why is my life amazing? What's so amazing about it? Um, I, every, any one of these things have been a huge thing for me, but gratitude is maybe like one of the most underappreciated secret weapons out there for massive fulfillment. Um, the funny thing about it is once you really be, once you hit the state of gratitude, and you just kind of go like, "Wow, how's my life this good?" You will find that you will actually start to you'll start to really get to that state where it's not a matter of convincing yourself that things are good when they're not. The truth is that life is beautiful. It is. It just is. I, I promise you that. And often it's our own, we, we get inside our own dang heads so much that we can't see that life is beautiful. And so taking a moment to just really reflect on, wow, I've got great health. Maybe you don't have great health. Wow. I have my arms. Maybe you don't have your arms. Wow. I've got my eyes. Maybe you don't have your eyes. Like, you know, you know like go through the whole list, but at the end of the day, you've got something that's truly incredible and something that probably many people don't have. If you're even listening to this podcast, wow, I've got, a, I've got, I've got electronics. I've got access to information for free. You start to think about these kind of things. We, it's, it's the funniest thing. We, if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're already in the top one percentile of most fortunate people in the world. Um, and right, just because of that, you've got more than you can imagine to be grateful for. Um, also, it really helps is traveling. If you haven't, if you're not doing that, it's that's that's just a life changer. Go out and travel, and you will really, really start to respect um, how lucky your life has been when you start to see people that really suffer. We often think that we suffer, but we don't understand suffering until you really get out of the world and go to some third world countries, and and you'll see, and then you start to see what suffering really is. And then all of that just really creates this massive gratitude. And the funny thing about gratitude, though, is that gratitude is like a magnet. When you really get to a point where you just feel fascinated and, and surprised and like, how is this happening? How is my life so good? When you hit that point, you become a magnet. And I really believe that. Like all of a sudden, like things just get better and better. And then you just like, you, you, sometimes you just, you just break down and start crying going like, how is this happening? How is life this good? Very often I'll just be praying and be like, 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 oh my goodness, like why? Like, <laughs> why me? You know, why me? Why am I this fortunate? Um, why do I get to do something that I love every day? Why do I get to, why do I have good health? Even though it's, yeah, sure, it's not perfect, but I've got great health and I'm able to do what I like. I'm able to do so many things and I, I feel so, so free. And just thinking about those kind of things really has helped me. And then I just feel like it's, it's created this, this, um, momentum where it's like every time a new great thing happens, cause I'm already like, I'm already so satisfied with my life. Like right now, the way my life is, I just feel great about it. I'm like, man, my life could just be like this and I'd be totally happy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no longer waiting for life to get, for like life to get better so I can start being happy. Oh yeah. When I, when I get a new girlfriend or when I get a girlfriend, like then things will really start to be clicking. When I get married, things will really start to be clicking. When I have my first child, but things will start to really be clicking. When I finally get that job that I really want or that promotion that I really want or when my, when my, when someone stops doing this or when someone starts doing this, we kind of were always waiting for happiness to start. And the second you kind of can say, you know, I'm happy right now as I am in this moment. And here's why. It's because this is so great. 
you almost just you almost become it. You almost you're almost in awe. And everything else that good that happens in your life, you feel like, oh man, life was already perfect, but this is even better. I didn't realize life could be this good. Oh my god, another thing amazing happened, and like all of a sudden everything that happens just feels better and better. And you're just you're just in constant awe at how beautiful life is, and it just creates this energy, and you just become a magnet for good things and good people. So, um, and then the very last thing that I do before I go to bed is I will close my eyes and visualize. Um, I do, I, I've got a lot of different, I, I go through scenes, honestly. I just go, usually they're, they're ones that haven't happened yet. Um, sometimes I'm like visualizing my body healing from you know previous injuries. Um, sometimes it is, um, uh, my, my most common one that I do is I, I have my 15 second clip, which is very personal to me, so I won't share it here. But it's, it's, it's what I consider perfect. It's what I want more than anything else. Um, uh, and it involves like my family, my future family that I, that I'm kind of, you know, looking forward to. And I kind of sit there and I visualize almost every day. I'll visualize this clip and it's very simple and it's nothing fancy and there's no big fancy car or fancy home. It's just a very simple scene for me of a very pure lifestyle and the kind of happiness that I want. And so as I've gotten into that and really kind of been like, okay, like this is exactly like this is this is a scene from my life five years from now. Um, that's very helpful to visualize, and you just you say like, hey, you know, this is my this is my playground. I can make it any way that I want. Don't limit yourself. Exactly the way that I want it, I've created it. On um, what I consider my perfect fifteen second moment five years from now. So, um, with all of that in mind, I wish you all the best of luck. Um, again understand that very often external success comes from internal victory you have to win inside before you can win outside deal with your crap <laughs> figure out what's going on inside your own head figure out what your holdups are what your hang-ups are emotionally if you can deal with the emotional things you will make money and you will have massive success very very quickly but it really starts on the inside it starts on what you believe internally and dealing with that so all the best of luck to you out there. Have a good one.